Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ and never view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world, where God's truth supersedes the foolish ideas of man, where religion, politics, cultural ethics, and the issues of today are discussed, because that is where we live, where truth and honesty are not subjective, and God's word is the final arbiter. My twofold mission is to present an unapologetic witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to expose the mental chains imprisoning far too many black Americans by the Democrat Party. Episode 2 of Trusting the Truth of Samuel Tolley, Biblically Impotent Black Democrat Pastors. Now, it is not my position to insult people, but it's my position to tell the truth and to be led by the Holy Spirit. And this is a deep topic, but one that needs to be dealt with. One that I would hope Democrat pastors will listen to with an open mind. And if I'm wrong, show me where I'm wrong. But if I'm right, examine yourself, correct yourself, and get back in line with the Lord. Because remember, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you fail to meet the test. First, my monologue. There is a great spiritual crisis in America. We have black men standing in pulpits who are biblically impotent. These men are neither firm in the faith or the word of God. Men masquerading as disciples of Christ who are biblically unfit to lead the church or their own households. Men imagining themselves to be followers of Jesus but consistently disobeying the Lord's basic commandments. Men superimposing their will above God's will but still claiming to represent him. Men with the written word of God in their hands, but not in their hearts. These men are better suited to be ambassadors of Satan instead of God. They should be Bible-believing pastors guiding God's sheep through this treacherous world. But either they ignore the Lord's words or never believe them. Have they forgotten that judgment starts in the house of God? according to 1 Peter 4, 17, or that they will be held to a higher judgment as stated in James chapter 3, verse 1. No one, including ministers of the gospel, are exempt from the Lord's instructions as given in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Then Jesus came and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them 
to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Until God separates the wheat from the chaff, we must expose and attempt to eradicate the snakes and wolves from our pulpits. But what about the impotent spiritual generals unwilling or unable to lead with power, trust, and honesty? Men placing half-armored troops on the spiritual front lines with feel-good sermons designed to pacify instead of equip. Sermons focus on self instead of savior. Pathetic preachers dangling prosperity carrots aimed at illusionary pots of gold. Worse than their sleight of hand sermons is their unwillingness to confront the conflicts, crisis, and cultural degradation with vigor and truth from the word of God. It has become increasingly clear in this 21st century that the Democrat Party has placed itself directly in opposition to God and that the black man, the bullseye from which the party's spear is directed. Yet far too many black pastors refuse to speak out against them and unbelievably even support their unbiblical demonic agenda to the destruction of their flocks and themselves. Men called to lead God's sheep out of bondage have turned into gatekeepers for the Democrat Party, keeping their congregation mentally enslaved. Some would ask, how dare you make such outlandish claims and disparage our pastors? I say if your pastors place anyone or anything above or before God, they need disparaging, defrocking, and kicked out of the pulpit. Godly men do not avoid conflict. They expect it. They do not worry about the offering plate more than offending God. They are willing to step out in faith like Peter stepped out into the sea. Yes, Peter began to sink, but he did not call on the Herodians. He did not call on the Sadducees or even the Pharisees. He called on Jesus. Men in the pulpit facing challenges beyond their power or control is nothing new. There have always been such men. God reserved them in Elijah's day, and he's reserving them now. Men willing to go where others refuse to go and say what others refuse to say. Those men fear God. I salute them and continuously lift them up in prayer. I will gladly do the same for impotent Democrat black Christian pastors if and when they start trusting God more than the Democrat Party. True pastors of the gospel refuse to compromise the faith for any political party. True pastors love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Men who live by the creed, all to Jesus or nothing at all. I believe that the Democrat Party in this 21st century is nothing more than the party of death and that they also encourage black people to worship the God of death and perpetual bondage. I mean, it's, it's, it's clear if you open your eyes and you look at through 
If you look at the world through the lens of Jesus instead of looking at Jesus through the lens of the world. I'm going to try to unpack this belief in the next few episodes of Trusting the Truth. It's my job to present the evidence. It's God's job to convict the heart. That's not mine. But what I want to do is I want to focus on two types, primarily two types of Democrat pastors. And I'm going to use two real life examples. Um, the first one is a well-known public figure. And I look at him as a vile, dangerous, ungodly man. The second one is not a well-known public figure, but he's representative of the vast majority, I believe, of black Democrat pastors throughout the United States. A man that says that he believes the Bible, a man that says that he stands against many of the things that are antithetical to God, that the Democrat Party um, endorses, supports, and makes happen. But I believe that this second one is far more dangerous than the first one. The first example I want to use is Senator Raphael Warnick. Senator Warnick used to be the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia a preacher of a renowned church in the South. But Senator Warnick said the following, I'll always fight to protect a woman's right to choose. And that will never change. One of the things that the church is going to have to learn how to do, and I'm going to speak on this at another time, is reappropriate words, reappropriate language. Democrats have mastered the art of partial conversation. They always talk about a woman's right to choose, but they never talk about choose what? When their intentions are firmly focused on a woman's right to choose to kill her baby inside her womb. That's what they talk about. That's what they mean when they say a woman's right to choose. I would suggest that you tell people when they tell you, I believe in a woman's right to choose, ask them, choose what? What are you talking about? We're not talking in code. Talk to me clearly. Make them say it out loud. So this person has, has been believing this for quite some time. He, he was teaching this obviously to his congregants. They knew it. And it's fascinating. He says he's a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ in direct violation to the sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder, Exodus 20 and 13. This guy, Pastor Warnick, completely ignores what the Bible says. I mean, in Psalms chapter 139, verses 13 and 14 says, for you formed my inward parts. You, meaning God, knitted me together in my mother's womb. We're talking about the God of creation, the God that these Democrat pastors say they worship. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. 
the psalmist is saying right there that God knit us together. It wasn't his father, his father and his mother, but it was God that was doing the intricate work of putting him together and preparing him to leave the womb. What about Jeremiah? <laughs> I mean, it says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, Down the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Here we are. Two clear biblical references. And there's many more. We could talk about the fact that people in biblical days, they were sacrificing their babies to Moloch. They would take it to this, 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 this idol of fire and they would burn their firstborn so they can get good crops. So they, can, so they think they can be prosperous. So they'd sacrifice their firstborn. What are we doing? Many of us are sacrificing our first, second, who knows how many born, so we can live a better life. We don't have that extra expense. We don't, we're not bogged down with a child that we're not ready to take care of. And the man of God is supposed to be the one telling the congregants that you are supposed to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and all your strength. And yet we have this snake in the pulpit telling people it's okay. I don't know how he justifies that biblically. Maybe the point is, they don't justify it biblically. Maybe they don't justify it at all. Just do whatever, you know, just go in there and feel good and do what you want. And by the way, I remember when Senator Warnick was running for office. There were a group of, I think they were Atlanta-based or Georgia-based or some a group of pastors that said, they wanted to endorse him, but they couldn't unless he renounced his pro-abortion stance. So they were trying to encourage him to renounce his abortion stance so they can endorse him. And I found that fascinating. And I'm wondering, where were these men of God when this guy was constantly telling his congregants that that was okay? Where were they? Now all of a sudden, they would, they, would, they would endorse him if he, if he says that, well, I'm not for abortion anymore. What happened to repentance? What happened to restoration? What happened to sitting a man down and getting him straight? I mean, what happened to accountability for the lives that were lost because of people listening to that kind of nonsense? Those, and you know what? I'll give him credit. Warnick said, no, he's not going to do it. So I'll give the man credit for, for at least standing up and, and admitting that he's the devil that he is, where these so-called pastors, all they wanted was some superficial lie to make them feel better. Probably like the lie that Barack Obama said when he was running for president, that he was against same-sex marriage, that marriage was, a, was between a man and a woman and God was in the mix. When David Axelrod, his uh, chief of staff, said that he always believed in same-sex marriage. I remember he had a bunch of black Democrat pastors laying hands on him. The man never renounced abortion, but he had renounced the same-sex marriage, but they still laid hands on him and praying for him. For what? And when he became president, what did he do? 
He sure didn't help them black Democrats, but he sure did help the homosexual community, didn't he? So if Pastor Senator Warnock was really a man of God, and if any of these black impotent Democrats I'm talking about are really a men of God, they would pay attention to what John 14 and 15 said, what Jesus said directly, if you love me, keep my commandments. And, you know, we know all these people that talk about they love God. Oh, I love Jesus. I love the Lord. But Jesus defined what loving him meant. <laughs> you can't define what loving him meant. He meant it. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you're going around saying you love Jesus, but you ain't keeping his commandments, you don't love him. So at least, like I said, this is an honest devil, an honest demon, an honest ungodly man. Unlike the second pastor, the second one, the one that I say is far more dangerous, who I would not name because he's he's all over America. You know, I hope I hope he watches. You know, he was in my home, my former hometown, but see, unlike him, unlike Warnick, this one is against abortion. This one is against uh, transgenderism. This one is against same-sex marriage. But this one, this one told another pastor, yes, I, I know the Democrat Party, or, you know, they, 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 they do these things that are against God. But, but I got to do what's best for my people. He has to do what's best for his people. He acknowledges that the Democratic Party represents all kinds of evil, that they do all kinds of evil. But, but in his warped mind, the Democratic Party is there to help black people. Can you imagine that? I mean, black people, well, we make up like 12, 13% of the population. Um, Lord knows, I don't know how many people we aborted. You know, the Democratic Party is, is, is for Planned Parenthood. The Democratic, I mean, Barack Obama sit in a Planned Parenthood meeting and said, Planned Parenthood, God bless you. I mean, you don't get more blasphemic than that. What, and, well, unless, of course, he was talking about Satan as God. But this guy, he says that the Democratic Party is more helpful to black people. And if you look at it, if you, if you just think about it through a biblical lens, what he's actually saying is he has more faith in the Democratic Party than he does in the God of the Bible. You know, I've always said that if, I'm, if there's two politicians running for office and politician A has all the economic policies that I think are going to be beneficial to me and my family, but he believes uh, in stuff that is antithetical to God and politician B has a stupid economic plan, but he's against transgenderism, he's against abortion, he's against all this stuff. I'm going to vote for politician B. I'm going to vote for the one who, whose moral principles line up with the word of God. Whereas I know that politician A, his, his, his economic uh, principles would benefit me. And the reason being is I'm more concerned about offending God than man. And I'm going to trust God to take care of me when I'm with this guy. I don't know what the heck he's doing economically. But... Pastor number two, he's not like that. 
So if you're a pastor number two, if you think that the Democratic Party overall is better for black people, and by the way, let me remind you, you need to go back and look at it. The four years of Trump before they had the COVID nonsense was the best economy we had in my lifetime. And black people were making boatloads of money. They were way better off than what they are now under this Democrat administration. That's just from an economic point of view. And Trump was protecting churches, unlike this administration we have here now. But nevertheless, if you are one of these people that think the Democrat Party is better for your people, for whatever warped reason, even though they are antithetical to God, let's go to the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder, rewards those who seek him. We must trust God. David had to trust God when he went out there against Goliath. They had to hold that gum Israel army and all them jokers were scared. But David wasn't. David went out there and got him some rocks because he knew he had the God of the Bible behind him. You know, and you guys preach this stuff all the time. Remember what it said in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. Do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Come on, pastor. What's wrong with you? You're supposed to lean on the cross, nothing else. You're supposed to lean on Jesus, not on the Democrat party, not on any, matter of fact, not on any party. If the Republicans or anybody else does stuff that's antithetical to God, you're supposed to stand against it. You're supposed to have your trust in God. Psalms 25 and 2 says, Oh my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Many of these demons in the Democrat Party are exalting over you and laughing at you. We got these preachers doing what we want them to do because we got them fixated on us instead of the God they claim they serve. You know, it's, it's, it's a shame to think that God's people feel the need to compromise their faith in him to get what they need. Pastors, have you forgot what was written in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or, or if he asks you for fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Why are you not asking God to make up the difference? I mean, Peter trusted Jesus. 
I mean, all the disciples and apostles, they, they trusted Jesus. I mean, the early church trusted Jesus. You say you're his representative. Why aren't you trusting Jesus? I mean, you know, I mean, it's classic. It's like these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And not only are we supposed to have faith in him, not only are we, but we're supposed to stay away from evil. And if these people were advocating killing babies in the womb, these people are now talking about killing babies after they're born, letting them die. Let alone disfiguring the Imago get day. I mean, the, the image of God itself with this transgenderism nonsense and teaching our little children that they could be different sexes. All this stuff, all this vileness, all this evil. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22, it says, abstain from all appearances of evil. Why would we want to associate ourselves with people who are openly uh, antithetical to God? It makes no sense. Look, we elect politicians. We have what is called a representative government. If we choose our representatives, they are supposed to represent our views. If they're not representing our views, they're not our representatives. I mean, it is not only ungodly, but politically stupid to vote for people who do not represent your views. We should be making every effort to get godly politicians in office, people that will hold on to our biblical views, not worldly views. Proverbs 8 and 13, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. We shouldn't have anything to do with this kind of people, this kind of mess. Psalms 26 and 5, I hate the assembly of evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. That should, that should be our attitude. But some of our attitude is this. Psalms 52 and 3, you love evil more than good and lying more than speaking what is right. Pastors who preach Jesus but teach Satan are an affront. You cannot stand against abortion, same-sex marriage, and other evils and stand for them at the same time. When you support politicians who support evil, you support evil and are teaching your people to do the same thing. Worse yet, if you support people who oppose godly teaching because you are seeking their help, you are openly acknowledging that you have more faith in those people than in God. Let me leave you with this final warning. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 and 2. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declare the Lord. I can't add anything to that. This is Sam Tolley. I'm out.